Pastor Xavier Reese and God's law on the shedding of blood. No person can say the Bible teaches that capital punishment is not biblical today. Listen, this is found in verse 33 and 34 of Numbers 35. For blood defiles the land and no atonement can be made. No atonement can be made for the blood that is shed on it except by the blood of him who shed it. These are God's words, ladies and gentlemen. Real simple. Welcome to Simple Truths, the daily half-hour study of God's Word with Xavier Reese, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California. When the late Ruth Graham, wife of evangelist Billy Graham, was asked if she ever considered divorce, her oft-quoted witty reply was, No, I've never thought of divorce in all these 35 years of marriage, but I did think of murder a few times. But as Pastor Xavier has been presenting our simple truth study of the Sixth Commandment, despite the sacredness God puts on life, man's disregard throughout history is indeed a serious matter. The Sixth Commandment is based on the basic Judeo-Christian understanding that God is the author of human life. Basic. It says, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female. He created them, Genesis 1.27. Now, God created man as the highest form of life on the earth, being the closest resemblance to God. And so the proclamation, the commandment, is based on the fact that God is what? The author and giver of life. Simple. Real simple. I notice, secondly, the interpretation of the commandment. Notice the sixth commandment is very specific, prohibiting the act and deed of murder. The sixth commandment prohibits any person to take the life of another being. The word for murder. I don't know what translation you have. Some have kill. That's a wrong translation. New King James has murder. It's accurate. This is the context of the sixth commandment here. Deliberately premeditated with malice. What we call today first degree murder. The reason God gave for prohibiting premeditated murder is because he is the author and giver of life. It goes back to the foundation. Life is sacred due to the fact that man is created in the image and likeness of God, as we've seen. Life is sacred due to the fact that it is to be dependent on God, and only God can remove your life. Never yourself. We're going to look into that too. Now, the law had provisions for those who kill someone by accident. Let me show you how just God is. Listen. In Exodus 21, 13, the next chapter, the law made distinction between murder and accidental death. However, if he did not lie in wait, but God delivered him into his hand, then I will appoint for him a place where he may flee. We'll get into the refuge cities. God gave provisions when it was accident. The law does not contradict the sixth commandment, this one right here we just read. One is murder. This was accidental death. And he gets a place of refuge. Jot down Numbers 35, 15 through 23. I'm just going to read a portion of it. Listen to it. These six cities shall be for refuge for the children of Israel, for the stranger, for the sojourner among them, that anyone who kills a person accidentally may flee there. But if he strikes him with an iron implement so that he dies, he's a murderer. The murderer shall surely be put to death. And then he repeats the same thing with various instruments like stones and pieces of wood in various ways. And then it says, and the one who struck him shall surely be put to death. He is a murderer. The avenger of blood 
shall put the murderer to death when he meets him. The avenger of blood is the next of kin. If, I, if someone would kill me premeditatively, then my brother had the responsibility to go kill him. And it was just, if it was premeditated, you understand? He says, however, if he pushes him suddenly without enmity or throws anything to him without lying in wait or uses a stone by which a man could die, throwing it at him without seeing him. You know, you throw your axe across and then it goes on the other side of the tree and somebody's over and you smack him in the head, you kill him. Well, you didn't mean to. He says, so that he died while he was not his enemy or seeking to harm him. So God made the distinction. The procedures were to be just, and he gives them. In Numbers 35, 24 and 25, it says, Then the congregation shall judge between the manslayer and the avenger of blood according to these judgments. So the congregation shall deliver the manslayer from the hand of the avenger of blood, and the congregation shall return him to the city of refuge. There were three on the one side of Jordan, three on the other side, where he had fled. And he shall remain there until the death of the high priest who was anointed with the holy oil. Then you can go back to your home. If that manslayer kills you after you've been released, then he gets executed. Now, Jesus is our high priest. You're in his city. He's never going to die. You can't leave. There's your protection. If you leave, you're on your own. How interesting. Now, the consequences of not abiding in the refuge city is given in Numbers 35, 26 or 28. But if that manslayer at any time goes outside the limits of the city of refuge where he fled, and the avenger of blood is out there, finds him outside the limits of the city of the refuge, and the avenger of blood kills the manslayer, he shall not be guilty of blood because he should have remained in the city of refuge until the death of the high priest. But after the death of the high priest, the manslayer may return to the land of his possession. You understand? God is just and fair. He makes a distinction between first-degree murder or accidental murder, manslaughter. Now, the sixth commandment does not prohibit the act or deed of capital punishment then. Though many have interpreted the sixth commandment to do so, and maybe some of you here still think so, it does not prohibit it. It commands it. You say, but that's Old Testament. We're going to get to the New Testament. Buckle up. God is not the author of confusion. God is decent and in order. And God gives here the command to execute the first degree murder. Now, sometimes what we read may seem contradictory to other things or cancel out from other things that are said. But as we examine the context and examine the whole of Scripture, then we allow Scripture to interpret Scripture. You can't just stack the Scriptures and ignore the rest. God himself commanded capital punishment. The first thing that happened when Noah got off the boat after God judged the whole world through the flood is that he gave him government for society after judging the entire world through that flood. He said this, Genesis 9, 5 through 6, Surely for your lifeblood I will demand a reckoning. From the hand of every beast I will require it. An animal kills a man, you kill that animal. And from the hand of man, ooh, from the hand of every man's brother, I will require the life of man. Whoever sheds man's blood, by man his blood shall be shed. For in the image of God he made him. God goes back to his creation. The foundation, because I created my image, my likeness. You execute that man. 
first government that he gave to Noah. The first reason was that God required the life of the person by the shedding of blood, by beast or man. The second is because he created in the image and likeness of God. Now, God also gave to Moses another reason for exercising capital punishment. That is found in the book of Numbers, chapter 35, verse 29 through 34. First, in verse 29 and 30, he gave the protection against being falsely accused of murder. Listen. And these things shall be a statute of judgment to you throughout your generations and all your dwellings. Whoever kills a person, the murderer shall be put to death on the testimony of witnesses, plural. But one witness is not sufficient testimony against a person for the death of penalty. So somebody says, you know, he, I saw him kill him. They couldn't do that. You need two. You know why? Because the law said, if you are found to be a false witness, what you intend to have done to that person will be done to you. So it would be very hard for you to get someone to agree with you to falsely accuse somebody regarding murder, capital punishment, because you're going to get your head cut off. You're going to get stoned. You understand? Now you tell me, consequences are not deterred? Hey, it deterred those guys. It's a false premise today. Secondly, he gave the warning against taking bribes to not execute capital punishment in verse 31 and 32. Moreover, you shall take no ransom for the life of a murderer who is guilty of death, but he shall surely be put to death, and you shall take no ransom for him who has fled into the city of refuge that he may return to the dwelling of the land before death of the priest. So you don't sanction one or the other. You understand? Third, he gave the reason for exercising capital punishment. Listen, it keeps the land pure in society. Listen. This is found in verse 33 and 34 of Numbers 35. So you shall not pollute the land where you are, for blood defiles the land, and no atonement can be made. No atonement can be made for the land, for the blood that is shed on it, except by the blood of him who shed it. These are God's words, ladies and gentlemen. Therefore, do not defile the land which you inhabit in the midst which I dwell, for I, the Lord, dwell among the children of Israel. Real simple. No person can say the Bible teaches that capital punishment is not biblical today. It's your personal opinion. I'll respect it, but don't say the Bible teaches it. It's unscriptural. The sixth commandment has been interpreted also to mean that killing in war breaks this commandment. The notion that God would give the sixth commandment and then contradict it by going to war himself it's hypocritical and unscriptural. <laughs> God commanded the nation to go out and war against the people of the land as a judgment, the instrument of judgment for God. God directed many battles himself. Jehoshaphat. <laughs> One of the titles of God is the Lord of hosts, the captain of the armies of heaven. Well, God sent one angel to destroy 185,000 top frontline troops of Assyria. In one night, Isaiah 37, 36. I don't see any conflict with the need of going to war in defense of country. A total death of combat soldiers since the Spanish-American War to Iraq, 1898 to 208, 110 years. A total of 430,000 combat soldiers in 110 years. Yet, 
In only 25 years, American women and doctors have aborted over 46 million babies since 1973, Roe versus Wade. Pretty sobering. We're killing our own. We think God's not going to judge us. Capital punishment is taught in the New Testament also. Listen to Romans 13, 3 through 6. God has placed government as the avenger to execute wrath on those who practice evil. For rulers are not a terror to good works, but to evil. Do you want to be unafraid of the authorities? He's speaking to Christians. Do what is good, and you will have praise from the same. For he is God's minister to you for good. But if you do evil, be afraid. He's talking to Christians. For he does not bear the sword in vain. That's capital punishment. It killed you with the sword. For he is God's minister an avenger to execute wrath on him who practices evil. Therefore, you must be subject, not only because of wrath, but also for conscience sake. For because of this, you also pay taxes, for they are God's ministers intending continually to this very thing. We only have the right to disobey government once they command that we contradict the Bible. Other than that, we know they're there for our good. Even though we see our society deteriorating, they still haven't commanded anything against the Bible. So we don't do it. So we're cool. You understand? Jesus here through Paul is saying that capital punishment is New Testament. By the way, Paul got his head taken off. Capital punishment. 1 Peter 2, 13 through 16. Therefore submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake, whether to the king of supreme or to governors and those who are sent by him for punishment of evildoers and for the praise of those who do good. For this is the will of God that by doing good you may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men as free, yet not using liberty as a cloak of vice, but as bondservants of God. Capital punishment is both Old Testament and New Testament. Biblical. Scriptural, ladies and gentlemen. Capital punishment is a very strong deterrent against murder. It begins with the guilty person. He will not do it again. Guaranteed. Listen to Ecclesiastes 8.11. Because the sentence against an evil work is not executed speedily, therefore the heart of the sons of men is fully set on them to do evil. You remove consequences, you have evil flourishing. There are many ways people are guilty of breaking the sixth commandment. The aborting of children in one's womb by various methods is a horrible way that goes on every day by decision of women, hospitals, and doctors. And, um, and, and if you're out there and you've had an abortion, please, you're a Christian. God has made you brand new. God has forgiven you. And you have to be careful you don't condemn yourself or Satan or anybody else. You understand? The blood of Jesus Christ has made you brand new. But if you haven't repented... I plead with you to repent or you will face God one day. The taking of one's own life, suicide. You have no right to take your life. If you're a non-believer, God has given you life. He created you. If you're a believer, your body is a temple of God. You're not your own. You've been bought with a price. 1 Corinthians 6, 19 through 20. What I do know that individuals who are recorded in Scripture who committed suicide have some interesting similarities. First, they weren't right with God. Second, they were involved in evil. Saul, Ahithophel, Judas Iscariot. Three examples. God only had to give us one. 
you shall not murder. You take your life, you murder. Willfully, deliberately. I know it's not a popular subject, but you know what? That's what the Bible says. The interpretation of the commandment is to be based on the premeditative murder for the taking of a life. That's the interpretation. You can come up with no other. Now, third and last, the protection by the commandment. The sixth commandment protects all human life as being from God. Be they genetic children in the womb or outside the womb, male or female. The sixth commandment protects society from uncivil behavior then. Against an outburst of passion leading to murder, a person cannot just explode in rage and take matters into their own hands. A person cannot use his emotions to justify their crime. A person needs to think through the outcome of giving in to emotions. Also against revengeful attitudes leading to murder. God has, has given government to rule mankind. God has placed rulers for the punishment of evil people. God has allowed these authorities to set up courts and tribunals to deal with and resolve the cases of murder. Also against mob violence leading to murder. People cannot force their will in disobedience to the law of the land. People cannot be allowed to not be responsible or to be unaccountable for a mob action ending in murder. People who understand this basic principle will think twice before getting involved with a crowd, a mob, or anybody else. But also against premeditated murder, as we've seen, leading to murder, no one has the right to take any person's life on their own decisions, except in self-defense. It's real simple. No one can be allowed to plan, strategize, and to carry out murder of any person, regardless of how evil or guilty they might be until they are brought before the civil authorities. The Sixth Commandment protects the innocent and the victims in society. There are to be consequences to a person's actions and deeds of murder. All are responsible for their actions and deeds and are to be held responsible and accountable for their actions and deeds that lead to murder. All are re to receive the consequences of those deeds and actions that lead to murder. All. The victim who cannot defend themselves due to having been murdered must be defended and vindicated of the evil done to them. They did not deserve it. The crime committed against them. Even if they did, there's no right to take a person's life. They did not provoke the crime often brought upon them. They did not and could not defend themselves. It's evident because they're dead. They're unable to defend themselves while being dead. The family members of the one murdered need justice for the evil. To have some closure of this horrible ordeal. To have some sense of peace and justice, knowing the perpetrator has paid for his unjust crime. To aid the family member 
to get over the bitterness and the sorrow as those who govern and lead do their job. You see, the sixth commandment protects God also from false accusations that God could have averted the evil by individuals. Yeah, if your God is God, why didn't he avert it? God has given to all men and women a conscience. They know right and wrong, good and evil, Romans 1 and 2. God has given all men and women the ability to be self-determining beings, the ability to choose. Can't blame God. This world is a result of man's rebellion, his pride. He hates God. He wants, he, we've kicked him out of our nation, out of our schools, and now we're saying, why would God do this? Well, why would you ask him to leave? He's just respected your wish. If someone's forced to do something against their will, that's a different matter and a whole different crime against them. But also that God is responsible for the evil in the world. They blame God always. God created Adam in a state of innocence without sin. God honored the choice of Adam when he disobeyed and that fall came in. Now we have the capacity of good, but our bent is towards evil. God does at times restrain the hand of evil, and at other times he does not. Being perfect in every way, God cannot make a mistake. Being sovereign, God knows the reason why he intervenes and why he doesn't at times. Being just and good, God cannot allow the crime to go unpunished. Sometimes on earth, but certainly before his judgment, right? People murder people for envy, wanting to possess their possessions. And it doesn't have to be much. They kill a person for a car. They kill a person for a pack of cigarettes. 16-year-olds, 14-year-olds. Proverbs 6.34, for jealousy is a husband's fury, therefore he will not spare in the day of vengeance. Our heart is evil. And we have natural retaliation. People murder out of pride and rage, demonstrating their power and authority and vengeance. Lamech in Genesis 4.23 said to his wives, Ada and Zillah, A to Z, wives, hear my voice. Wives of Lamech, listen to my speech, for I have killed a man for wounding me, even a young man for hurting me. People murder to remove people who can expose their evil, dishonesty, or cover up their sin. Nathan said to David, why have you despised the commandments of the Lord to do evil in his sight? You have killed Uriah the Hittite with the sword and have taken his wife to be your wife and have killed him with the sword of the people of Ammon. Second Samuel 12, 9. People in a nation that do not believe in God will have less restraint towards murder. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction, Proverbs 1, 7 says. Thank God for his grace that can forgive even murder, but the consequences still have to be paid here, right? There have been many who have come to Christ after their crimes of murder, and they've been executed. They will be in heaven. You may not like that, but that's what grace is all about. You understand? You may not like it, but that's what grace is all about. And if you think you deserve heaven more than a murder, you're not reading the Bible correctly. The protection by the commandment is the basic principle of the value of life. And so this is the sixth commandment. The proclamation of the commandment is based on the fact that God is the author and giver of life. 
The interpretation of the commandment is to be based on the premeditative murder for the taking of a life. And the protection by the commandment is the basic principle of the value of life. Pastor Xavier Reese clarifying both murder and capital punishment today in our Simple Truth study of the Sixth Commandment, You Shall Not Kill. Now, just before we close, let me quickly mention that copies of today's study titled The Sacredness of Life are available on CD for just $4. And this will also include everything Pastor Xavier shared the last time we were together as well. Now, the title to ask for once more is The Sacredness of Life, or you can mention today's date. You can request your copy by writing Simple Truths, 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California, 91107. Or to make your request by phone, call 800-926-1485. Again, that's 800-926-1485. Or the address once again is Simple Truths, 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California, 91107. And thanks for mentioning the call letters of this station when you get in touch. This helps us track the effectiveness of this ministry in your area. And then join us for more Simple Truths next time with Pastor Xavier Reese. Simple Truths with Pastor Xavier Reese, a daily half-hour broadcast, is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California www.calvarychapelpasadena.com